Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. The Yappy Program on WVNN. So I'm going to start the show today uh, with the Bible verse. And you're like, what? But this isn't, this isn't church. This is a radio show. It's my show. I can do what I want. So I'm going to put on my pastor caller here real quick. There's a reason why I'm doing this. Just so you know. You'll understand in a sec. I've actually read this verse on the show before, but I want to read it again because I think it's very, very important right now. It's from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Paul writing to uh, the church there. He said, Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Pray also for me. And he continues on. Why would I read that? Because... It should be, the theme of the show the past couple days has been how this horrific terrorist attack in Israel has brought clarity. It should be pretty clear right now that we're in not just a real battle. Obviously, the people of Israel are in a physical war against physical enemies. Yes, that's true. But when you see what Hamas did, we need to understand as well, this is a spiritual war. These are spiritual battles as much as anything else. And over in Israel, they're going to have to fight a real war. But here, and you see some of these groups that have revealed themselves standing with Hamas, Black Lives Matter of Chicago, which they have since deleted it this morning. But they posted a picture saying solidarity with Palestine. And in the drawing, it's a little graphic they have someone on a paraglider with a Palestinian flag. Now, just so you know, if you don't already, that was how some of the terrorists got in. They got on paragliders and landed at that festival and started slaughtering people. And Black Lives Matter of Chicago decided, oh, we're going to post that and say stand with them. This is a spiritual battle. I've talked about this on the show before on other subjects. Spiritual warfare. But while they fight, the enemy... With um, real weapons, here we're going to have to fight it with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We're going to have to fight it with the armor of God. 
I'm just telling you this right now because I want you to be prepared. I want you to be prepared with the armor of God. Not real armor. Hopefully we don't have to fight with real armor and real weapons, but spiritual armor and spiritual weapons in the word of God and truth, because this is a spiritual battle. We are seeing the enemy on the move at home and abroad. And I hope you're praying. I really hope you are. We're going to talk more about this in a moment. You are listening to the Yaffe program. This is the show where you can count on the latest news, the important guest and the best analysis all for your morning commute. Here on Newstalk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Um, Just got note that uh, Senator Katie Britt is going to be coming on the show in the next hour. So she's going to be calling in. That'll be be good, or sometime in the next hour. Um, Also, uh, we got uh, Judge Judge McCool, who's going to be coming on. He is running for uh, Alabama Supreme Court. That's Judge Chris McCool. He's going to weigh in on some of this stuff as well. Kelsey is here as well. Kelsey, good morning. How are you, sir? Doing good. Yeah, so you can't really complain. Okay, mm-hmm. good. All right, so one thing we have to talk about later on. Actually, go ahead. Oh, I didn't send you the audio, so I can't I can't do that yet. That is completely my fault. Um, there, there's a, I got people like texting me as I'm doing the show. Um, the reason why I want to bring everything up, we, we have the latest details out of, out of Israel, over a thousand people killed, killing babies. There was, a something, there was a, one of the terrorists, one of the Hamas terrorists, they were captured in Israel and they were questioned. They're like, why are you kidnapping girls? And he says to rape them. I mean, they're being very open about what they're doing. But then you see what's going on here, and you see some revealing themselves with their reaction. I just talked about Black Lives Matter. Um, let's see here. I want to. I, I want to just go through some of what you're seeing because the reaction is what we're going to have to fight here. The spiritual battle I'm talking about. They're going to have to fight. Luckily, we have Israel. That's going to fight the terrorist on the battle on the actual battlefield for us. And by the way, I'm seeing some of the right. They're kind of they're kind of saying um, they're kind of saying sorry, sorry. The Katie Brits people are like texting me <laughs> right now, trying to move it, and they're trying to decide. It's like y'all understand I'm on the air right now. There, so I see some people on the right as well, kind of saying I am not sending my son or daughter to the desert to fight a war. And I don't know why they're saying this because, yes, Kelsey, did you hear this too? No, I did not hear this, but I was just going to say, I told my grandma this morning, and we call that this in my household, pulling a pawpaw. Okay. So my great-grandfather, my mm-hmm. grandma, or my dad's, or my grandma's dad, he knew that he was going to get drafted into okay. the military. Okay. So what he did was, he just enlisted. He said, if I'm going to go anywhere, I'm going to the Navy. Right. That way he could get, you know, he would have a bed at night, some food. Yes. And I told my grandma this morning, look, if it came to that. Well, we needed soldiers that bad. Mm-hmm. I, I joined the Navy. Okay. <laughs> I think a lot of Americans should have that mindset. That if we ha- if you have to fight... If you're going to have to fight anyways, go ahead and enlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, I, and I think you're right, and that is very true. That's what mm-hmm. a lot of people did. The main reason I bring this up, though, is I don't know why they're saying that, because no one is asking us to. Like, especially with what's going on in Israel... Israel doesn't want us to be there. Israel's going to take care of this on their own. 
They're perfectly capable of taking care of this on their own. No one is asking. No one is suggesting that our sons and daughters, so to speak, are going to have to fight in this war. Now, I guess maybe there's a fear that this could break out into World War III and then we would have to fight. But if that happens, it would happen because we have to. We have no choice. But like right now, nobody is asking for our sons and daughters to go to the Middle East, to go to Israel, to go fight Hamas. No, they're, they're, suggesting, they're, they're suggesting that this is like the next step. I don't see any evidence of that. I really don't. What would we, why? Unless you really believe Israel can't take care of it, but I think they can. I think they're perfectly capable. Now, I just want to point out as well, I'm a little tired too on some of the right suggesting that we should just basically be isolationists in all things. I'm not saying we should put boots on the ground because it's not going to happen. But we do need to understand we, we need allies. We have to have allies in the world. We do. Imagine if we were invaded by Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran, and Mexico all at the same time. Could we defeat all of those countries at the same time? Maybe. But most likely, we will not want allies to help us. That's why you have allies. <laughs> so this idea that we can just not have allies, not help allies, just be at home, and we just take care of ourselves and ignore the rest of the world— that's insane. I'm sorry. It's insane. You can't expect that. Now, looking at that reality, we need to understand that we're not prepared. We need. There should be a full-throated effort on both sides of the aisle right now to build up our military infrastructure in all ways here at home. It needs to happen. We need to make sure we're prepared with ammunition, weapons, and all that stuff and building it here. And you want to know why we're not? Because we're $33 trillion in debt. Why are we $33 trillion in debt? Because we've decided to spend on things like uh, health care and all this other nonsense. And now we have Democrats that say, no, 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 we need to cut the military because we need a more government health care or whatever it is. Um, your government health care doesn't matter if we don't have a country. <laughs> your government subsidy, welfare, whatever it is, means nothing without security and safety that is brought by the strength of our military. All that other stuff means nothing. Zilch. It gets you nowhere nothing if the United States of America doesn't exist anymore. And there is an arrogance on the part of too many in this country that just believes that America is just exists and will always exist and we will always have this prosperity and we will always have this security and we will always have this safety. And you have to understand that that is not a given it's not a given. Why would that be a given? It has to be preserved. It has to be fought for. It has to be strengthened in order for it to survive. This is common sense. Just read history. Our arrogance and complacency is going to destroy us. Oh, and by the way, you know, Hamas, they had a very sophisticated attack, which basically proves Iran was involved here. But there was a huge border wall between Gaza and Israel that Hamas was able to break through. And what they did is they used a, a coordinated drone attack to take out some of the, the hardware and the cameras and everything and then used bulldozers to break through the wall. Apparently, if they want to get in the U.S., they can just walk right through. They don't even need to have a sophisticated attack to get across our border. They can just walk across. 
According to Fox News, thousands of special interest aliens from Middle East countries stopped at southern border since 2021. Oh, this is great. There have also been 1.5 million gotaways under the Biden administration. Think about that for a sec. Hamas, in order to get into Israel, had to have a sophisticated attack backed by Iran to get past the border wall. And here we're just leaving our border wide open. We need to start getting serious as a country here and understanding the real threats in the world and stop with a lot of the games and understand we need a secure border. We have an immigration crisis that needs to be solved. We need a strong military if we're going to survive. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I didn't even I didn't expect to get like this at the, the start of the show, Kelsey. I, I apologize. I'll try to be a little bit. Uh, did you have your coffee this morning? I did. Oh, okay. I did. That maybe that's this why. This is coffee fueled. Okay. I thought you maybe coffee. that's why. Yeah. What's coffee? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Coming up in the next segment, we do have the Alabama bullet points. Judge McCool is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Katie Britt in the next hour. You are listening to the Yaffe program. Back in a moment. The Yaffe program. Back here on News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Just a reminder, Judge Chris McCool is going to join me in the next segment. He's running for Alabama Supreme Court. Senator Katie Britt is going to join me in the next hour, reacting to what's going on in Israel right now. Let's get to the Alabama headlines. We have the Alabama bullet points. Alabama bullet points. Today's headlines from around the Yellowhammer State. Sponsored by Larry's Pistol and Pawn. Number four today, U.S. Representative Jerry Carl is getting a bunch of endorsements for his newly drawn first congressional district. Now, there are some who are suggesting he's probably doing this because he wants to talk Barry Moore out of running against him in a primary. That's probably true. And I think Jerry Carl probably has the upper hand in that district. In fact, when I spoke to him last week when I was filling in in Mobile, Carl said that Barry Moore should run in District 2 because he already would have an advantage there. Now, it would be tougher because of the changes, but he thinks that it would be better for Barry Moore to run in that district, Jerry Carl to run in this district. Carl has picked up endorsements from local legislators, county commissioners, sheriffs, and more. So we'll see if that continues. Number three today in reaction to some of the actions at the United Nations this week, uh, U.S. Representative Mike Rogers out of Saks. He is saying, um, time to leave the U.N. And I, I'm with him. In fact, I, how about abolish the U.N.? I mean, that sounds kind of radical, except when you hear that at the U.N. Human Rights Council, they did a moment of silence. Oh, not for the people of Israel, but for uh, those in occupied Palestine is what they said. Uh, that's pretty sick. Now, Mike Rogers has put forward bills in the past to have the U.S. leave the U.N., now, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, unfortunately, but he brought that up again on Twitter yesterday. I also, or on X, formerly known as Twitter yesterday, I also wrote about it at yellowhammernews.com. Definitely agree with him on this one. The UN, the way they have reacted, typical, but still uh, disgusting. Oh. 
Number two today, U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville says he has notified U.S. Capitol Police after former CIA Director uh, General Michael Hayden. Uh, he went on X and suggested that Tuberville be removed from the human race. Could you not? Because some said that Tuberville should be removed from a committee because of his because of his hold. Um, Hayden responded, said, how about from the human race? Now, Hayden actually doubled down on that, but Tuberville was having none of it. He blasted Hayden on a statement that he released yesterday and also said he's informed Capitol Police and says he should be prosecuted at the full extent of the law, saying it's basically a threat to his personal safety. He also blasted Hayden's record when it came to um, his policies in the Middle East and everything else. So Tuberville uh, fighting back as he should. The left revealing who they really are once again. Number two or number one today, excuse me, Senator Katie Britt and other Republican senators have called for the United States and President Joe Biden to stop the process of unfreezing the money being made available to Iran after their support for Hamas. Now, Britt demanded, quote, halting President Biden's $6 billion ransom payment is a common sense step the administration can take to ensure that Iran reaps bone crushing consequences for continuing to be the largest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. This is I mean, she's right. It's a common sense. It's a no brainer. It should be done immediately. Now, Biden and the left say, oh, the six billion dollars had nothing to do with this attack. Well, even so, maybe we shouldn't give them six billion dollars anyway that they could use for helping Hamas in the future. I mean, like Katie Britt says, sounds common sense. Oh, yeah. Biden. Did he mention Iran in his speech yesterday about all of this? Of course not. No, they still want to make nicey nicey with Iran, which is insane really is by the way the bullet points brought to you once again by larry's pistol and pond two locations you need to know about one in huntsville off north memorial parkway another in madison off greenbrier exit three by the big rusty water tower now the one in madison's huge location you can see it right off the highway big sign yellow red building next to the rusty water tower as you know you can't miss it Eighteen thousand square foot facility you go in you go to your left you can see new and used firearms firearm accessories so much more if you go to the right of the store you see the huge selection of jewelry gold silver platinum diamonds all kinds of jewelry to choose from, and you can put jewelry on the way away. Go to the back of the store. You can see a Larry's Firearm Collection Museum. Just a few reasons you need to go to Larry's Pistol and Pond today. Go to PistolandPond.com. You tell them Yaffe sent you. It's the Yaffe Program on WVNN. Back here on News Talk 770 AM. 92.5 FM WVMN. This is uh, the Yaffe Program. I'm Yaffe Alabama's voice of reason. Joining me right now, uh, Chris McCool. Judge McCool is running for Alabama Supreme Court. Um, Judge, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to it. So uh, I, I just wanted to double check. You, you are a judge right now, correct? That's correct. Yes, I'm a judge on the Court of Criminal Appeals right, right. now. Okay, I was trying to remember which one it was. You're also a yes. pastor. It says in your bio. Am I right on that? That's correct. That's correct. I pastor a little church about 
two miles from my house. It's it's uh, Zion Primitive Baptist Church in uh, Gordo, Alabama. Ah, very interesting. Do you um before we get to uh, why you're running for Supreme Court, did you did you have any thoughts on uh, world events? What's going on in Israel? Oh yeah, I think it's it's such a sad situation. Um, you know, I've been reading the reports, and I mean, it's just a wicked, wicked attack. That uh, if, if the reports are correct, uh, beheading babies and killing all those folks—that's just a clear, pure evil terrorist uh, attack. And and I, we sure are praying for the country of Israel. Yeah, I started my show off today, and I'll bring this up with you since you are a pastor. You know, I, I feel like what's going on in the world and some of the culture war battles here at home, it's its more than just uh, warfare or political battles. It's like spiritual battles. It's spiritual warfare. Do you, do you sense that as well, that uh, the enemy's kind of on the move? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind that... Uh who's behind these, uh, all of the problems in the world. Uh, you know, a lot of people like to talk about uh, conspiracy theories and things that are going on. I have some friends that really get into all that, and I, I get what they're talking about. But let me tell you, the only conspiracy that we need to be worried about as Christians is the one that started in the Garden of Eden, and the devil is behind it. And everything we're seeing that's happening in the world, from the hate and the violence and and the culture wars, as you said, that are moving us away from truth and that sort of thing. You know, our enemy is not the person that's shouting the loudest out there. Our enemy is the one behind him, and that's the devil himself. Yeah, I agree with you uh, completely, speaking with Judge Chris McCool. So talk about why you have decided to run for Alabama Supreme Court. So in 2018, uh, I decided to run for the Court of Criminal Appeals for much the same reason that I'm running for Supreme Court now. Um, I'd been a prosecutor for nearly 24 years and had two or three years of private practice uh, under my belt before that. I had been in the trenches for most of my legal career, as we call it. I'd been out there trying cases, you know, standing up in front of juries. Um, you know, I tried dozens of jury trials, thousands upon thousands of uh, criminal cases, um, to, to, to courts, and um, I just felt like it was important to have somebody on our appellate courts uh, that has had that experience because the appellate courts, you know, we don't retry cases. We read about the trials. We read the cold words on the page of a transcript, and I think it's important to know what you're reading and, and to have been there and done that. And so uh, for the last five years, that's what I've been doing on this court and I think it's equally, if not more important, to uh, have that on the Alabama Supreme Court. So I wanted to take primarily, first of all, take my experience up there. And then judicial philosophy. I think that's more important than it's ever been that we have conservative jurists on our appellate courts, especially in our state system now. Yeah, and I know that a lot of the issues are on the federal level when it comes to judicial philosophy. But, I mean, why do you think it's important on the state level? Well, I, I think you're, you, you're right that in the past, most of the major issues that we think about have been in the federal court system. But if you'll remember, the uh, Dobbs decision kicked one of the biggest ones back to the states, the hmm. abortion issue, uh, which, in my humble opinion, should never have been in the federal system. It should have always been a state issue, but, but for 50 years it wasn't. And uh, 
this United States Supreme Court has, I believe, rightly uh, seen that that should should be in the states. And I, I believe this U.S. Supreme Court is going to send more issues back uh, because I think they're very conscious of the of federalism and and the state's uh, area of uh, jurisdiction. And so I, I just think now more than ever, uh, uh, state Supreme Courts are important. They've always been important, but they're especially important today because, you know, look, it wouldn't have mattered, you know, in years past what my position on uh, personally on abortion or any other federalized issue would be would have been but today you know it matters today what kind of judicial philosophy you have uh when it comes to our state courts speaking with uh judge chris mccool i i tend to agree with you uh on all of that um any thoughts on you know you talked about redistricting any thoughts on the ruling there or are you not able to comment on that uh, I got to be careful what I say because if any issue yeah. could possibly come before us, uh, I can't really, you know, I, I tell people this all the time. I can't talk about outcomes. I can only talk about processes. I, gotcha. I can't guarantee anybody an outcome in, in, in my court, but I can guarantee you a process. And that process is, is to, uh, you know, to, to, to be, um, not to, I don't think I'm a legislator. I'll put it that way. Gotcha. I think we end up with, well, I mean, that's a good answer. Sometimes <laughs> judges, you know, yeah. Sometimes judges think we're, think they're legislators. I'm not a legislator in a black robe. I, 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 I apply the law as it's passed, as it's enacted. Uh, I don't make it up, but, uh, uh, talking about the redistricting though, it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what justice Kavanaugh does when it goes back up on a, on appeal, I think he's probably the, the, the swing vote. I don't, I don't know what it says about the situation that he did not uh, vote to, to stay uh, this current districting uh, plan. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, so what drives your judicial philosophy? I mean, you've talked a little bit about it. You're not a legislator. You're a judge. Um, it's about, you know, interpreting the law, not making law. I mean, what drives that philosophy? Well, it it it, it comes down to something that I that that we call textualism and originalism. Um, so, a textualist judge believes that the law is what's written on the paper. It's not what I think it ought to be. It's not what I think the legislators thought it ought to be. I think it's what they actually passed. And I and I just reasonable reasonable judges can evaluate what those words mean and apply them in ways that uh, uh, that that put into effect what the law meant and what it what it says you know the law is what it says not what we think it ought to be and and you know we also i don't believe in in some kind of constitutional evolution uh you know we're not there are those that believe in living constitutionalism that our you know, our U.S. Constitution means something different today than it meant in 1789 and the time it was uh, ratified, but or, or when the you know later on when the amendments were ratified. It, you know, I don't believe that. I believe it meant something then, and it still means that today. There's a process for changing it, and it's not through the courts; it's through the Congress and the legislatures of the states. Yeah, it seems to be one of the issues in many states. One of the issues on the federal level. You know, if they have a problem with what the Constitution says or what the law says, they can change it. 
So you feel like, you know, it's done on purpose by a lot of people who realize they can't get it done through legislation, realize they can't get it done through amendment. So they've kind of tricked their way into finding a, you know, another way to get their agenda passed. Yeah, that's right. I think that it's, I I don't know how intentional it is. I think there's a a lot of, a lot of folks out there, especially um, in the federal system when they're, uh, when they're confirming, appointing and confirming judges, there's an agenda. Uh, you know, everybody says, well, the federal system isn't political. And that's, that's hogwash. It's all, <laughs> it's all politics and there's an agenda there. Uh, but I'm sure those judges, many of them really believe that they're right about living constitutionalism. I just don't, I just don't buy into that. I think, I think the, the, the founding fathers set, they, they set up a way that we can change our constitution and it's been done many times through the years. It's called amendments and it's not something that, you know, should be amendments should not occur through the judiciary. Uh, amendments occur through our elected representatives. Uh, you know, even in our state system where we elect judges, but you can't lobby the court. You can't come to me as a judge outside of the courtroom and say, Hey, I really think this issue ought to be decided in this way. That's that violates the canons of judicial ethics, and it all you know it's uh, it's the right. We shouldn't be doing it that way. But you you can lobby the legislature all day long. You can talk to them. You can call them. You can you know you can go to lunch with them, and you can spend time one on one trying to convince them of your position. And then they come together as a body and they enact laws, you know, based on all the information that they've compiled. So. You know, that's where the law changes ought to occur, not in our courts. Judge Chris McCool running for Alabama Supreme Court. Um, if people want to find out about your campaign, how can they do it? Go to www.mccoolforsupremecourt.com. Um, it's, uh, we have a, a link there uh, as to, you know, more background information about uh, some of the things you mentioned about pastoring the church and uh, growing up and running the farm and all that, and then also links there to get on board and to contribute. And uh, so, uh, go to that website and, or look me up on Facebook, Judge Chris McCoo. Judge, really appreciate you coming on the show today. I know I'll bring you on again in the future. Good luck with your campaign. Thank you so much. I sure enjoyed visiting with you. All right, sounds good. If you want to react to that, you can on the WVNN Hot Take text line. I'll read your text on the air nine two five. 494-9866-925-494-WVNN had one texter uh, weigh in and basically said, all my life people asked, how could Germany in the world have let Hitler rise to power? We are seeing exactly how now the hatred for Israel is not soundly criticized as even as much as disparaging comments or whatever. I mean, this is a good point. You, you see people around the world and even in this country support Hamas. And then you know how it was possible that human beings could have uh, supported Hitler back in the day. Uh, do want to tell you about the sponsor. We will have the local news update coming up in the next segment. Just a, kind of an FYI there. The sponsor of this segment of the program, 360 Painting of Huntsville. You know, um, when we got my new house, uh, we had an issue with the bathrooms because, you know, they kind of used uh, cheap paint in the bathrooms. And, you know, it looked fine, but it, it didn't repel the water very well so you can get the moisture absorbed the moisture the paint did it could get into the walls that can create real problems and 
We're like, well, we really need to get this painted and so it can repel the water. It's not really a job I wanted to do myself. So what I did is called my friends at 360 Painting of Huntsville. They did a great job, and they did it for a great price. Um, they came to my house ahead of time, gave me a detailed estimate so I knew exactly how much it was going to cost. They're, they're not going to rip you off. They, they know what they're doing. They're, there's no reason for them to rip you off because they're just good at what they do. The phone number to call them to get your home painted, they'll do the inside or the outside of the home. Any rooms you need, 256-244-8246, 256-244-8246. They're licensed and insured as well. You can find out more information and see some pictures of some of the work that they have done in the past on their website, 360painting.com slash Huntsville. 360painting.com slash Huntsville. Real professional painters who will do a great job. They will be on time and uh, they'll clean up their mess afterward as well. You can trust them. 360painting.com slash Huntsville. When you contact them, let them know you heard about them on the Yaffe program. Got the local news update next here on News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. You're listening to Yaffe on WVNN. Welcome back to the Yaffe program. I'm Alabama's voice of reason. Um, Here's a take for you. Uh, Reading this at the National Review by Charles C.W. Cook, who's a really good uh, writer over there. Uh, The headline basically says it all. Couldn't have said it better myself. It says, Hamas apologists are freaks. Uh, Yep, yep. I think that, that about sums it up says, well-adjusted people do not learn of the largest single instance of anti-Semitic butchery since the Holocaust and muse about how intersectional the dead might have been. He says, as is increasingly common in our remorselessly overcomplicated age, the coverage of Hamas's extraordinary brutal incursion into the nation of Israel has been sliced and diced along with a whole host of convoluted lines. When describing the various players, commentators have set them against a series of ideological axes says, I would like to propose that these categories are wholly inadequate to the task before us and that instead we ought to be dividing the observers into just two camps. Into the first, we can place the normal human beings. Into the second, we can place the unreconstructed crackpots who have lost their God-forsaken minds. <laughs> Amen to that. This isn't difficult. This isn't complicated. But intellectuals out there have uh, twisted their minds and made it complicated because they, you know, this what happened over there just twists their own world worldview and instead of changing their worldview based on reality they have decided to twist the world in their heads that's what's really going on he says it is simply not within the normal bounds of human behavior to look at what has happened in israel and to filter one's instinctive moral reaction through whatever goofy species ugly ideology one might have picked up in an overpriced seminar hall when age 19 In their proper place, terms such as colonialism, imperialism, and occupation can descriptively can be descriptively useful. As a response to the news that a bunch of armed savages have just massacred thousand innocent people in cold blood, they are utterly, disastrously, spectacularly irrelevant. Amen to that. Amen to that. You know who else uh, also got this right? And I wrote about this at yellowhammernews.com yesterday. Uh, Congressman Mike Rogers who I need to reach out to again. We've had him on the show before. I want to get him on the show again. But he once again called for the U.S. to leave the U.N. 
Now, remember, I talked about this yesterday because uh, the U.N. won the United Nations leader said, uh, oh, he's worried about Israel's response here. Oh, are you worried? Well, stop. Stop being worried. It doesn't be worried about the threat to Israel from Hamas. But in response to some of the stuff the UN was doing, including the Human Rights Council having a moment of silence for Palestinians, but not Israelis, Mike Rogers said this. He said, throughout my time in Congress, I have introduced legislation to have the U.S. leave the United Nations several times. This behavior is exactly why. I know that there probably are some good things we get out of the United Nations, but uh, not a lot. I think they're overweighed by the bad things. I mean, we can't get much done in the Security Council because of Russia. They have a veto. And China also weighs in on a lot of this stuff. What's the point of this? What's the And we're the one funding most of, most of it. We're the one ones funding and putting the space for a lot of this uh why why now mike rogers also put out a statement in reaction to the terrorist attack says i stand with the people of israel in the face of the cold-blooded assault that iran-backed hamas terrorists have launched on their home israel has a steadfast right to defend itself against attacks on its people and this barbaric attack will not go unanswered the u.s will continue to support our ally through robust security assistance which israel utilizes in its self-defense Israel remains the United States' closest ally in the Middle East. Our prayers are with the people of Israel. Exactly right. Couldn't have said it better myself. So people that don't understand that, they're freaks. I agree. That's what Charles C.W. Cooks in the National Review. Sponsor this half hour real quick for Genesis Stem Cell Center. Don't let injuries or pain slow you down. Get a life-changing treatment. That's what I did. They helped my back so much. They can help yours as well. If you have back pain... Using your own body stem cell, gold standard in stem cell therapy. Dr. Charles Lee, Alabama's leading stem cell physician. What more do I need to tell you? Well, I need to tell you the website. You can go uh, schedule an appointment with GenesisStemCell.com. The Yappy Program. The Yappy Program on WVNN. So I will say this. Some of Joe Biden's speech last night was okay. It was good. When he says he stands firm with Israel, it was good. I, I, I appreciate him doing that because there are definitely some members of his party that don't want to do that. But I want, I want you to know, keyword some. Some of it was good. Some of it was missing. Um, By the way, Katie Britt and others, Senator Katie Britt, are calling for him to pause funding that $6 billion, giving that to Iran over this. They're exactly right. Welcome back to the Yaffe program. Uh, Senator Katie Britt is joining me right now to talk more about this. Senator, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely, Yaffe. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this important issue. Before we get into it, I wanted to say congratulations. I know since you and I have talked last Obviously, we exchanged text messages, but congratulations on being a new dad, (laughs) Um, and I hope it's Evangeline Hope. Is that right? Yes. I I hope that everything is going wonderfully at home. It it is. It's going really well. I'm I'm learning a lot. Um, (laughs) Evangeline is great. Uh, She's already starting. She's getting to that stage where she's like starting to smile and kind of recognize you more and Man, the feeling that gives you, it's just, it's indescribable. I'm, I'm sure you understand oh, it's that. Absolutely, 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that that makes my heart so happy. I, I do remember, to your earlier point about learning a lot, I remember sitting there thinking with my first, with Bennett, oh, my God, they're going to send her home with me. Like, <laughs> what? Yep. What are we going to do? Um, so you do. Every day is a learning day, but it is just such a blessing to be a parent. And so congrats, congrats. Thank you so and much. look forward to seeing pictures. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so uh, on to uh, not good news. What's going on not in Israel? Not good news. Israel, yeah. you're exactly right. So talking about pausing, I, Senator Marsha Blackburn has shown real leadership on this. So she put a letter together to send to President Biden to say, we want you to refreeze, work with the Qatari government to refreeze this funding. So just kind of walking backwards a little bit for your listeners, if you remember not too long ago where the Biden administration uh, once again showed appeasement instead of strength to Iran by having a hostage situation where we exchanged one quote hostage quote for another and i'm using quotes Mm -hmm. because the the men and the men who were her here um, on u.s soil were not hostages they were given due process they were rightfully convicted as enemies of the state um, as as terrorists here the ones held in iran uh you know that that was merely for um, inopportune political speech as deemed by the Iranian government. So we we exchanged one for one, which was a terrible idea, because when you do that, you encourage more hostage-taking Yaffe across the globe, which is what we're seeing right now, make no mistake. But then in addition to that, we said, and we're going to unfreeze $6 billion of Iranian assets. Well, those assets have gone from South Korea to Qatar. We know that Iran is the largest state sponsor of terrorists across the globe. We know that. We know without a doubt that they have been funding and training both those there in in Yemen, we I mean, you know, everything from there in Pal- you know, Hamas, Hezbollah, um, all, all the way around, and and we know that, and so refreezing that, sending that signal, going back to what President Trump did, which was, the, you know, an, uh, a campaign of maximum pressure. Uh, bone-crushing sanctions. We've also shifted on sanctions. President Biden has. He shifted on Iranian sanctions, allowing them to utilize um, oil and other natural resources to the tune of billions of dollars for their government funding this terrorism. We've got to say enough's enough, Yaffe, that we've got to stand with the people of Israel. We have to understand what exhibiting peace through strength means, and it is the exact opposite of what we are seeing from the Biden administration. Yeah, and you you bring up uh, the good point about how the maximum pressure campaign, Biden has gone away from that. And what have we gotten from that? I mean, have we gotten anything from that at all except more terrorism? I mean, I can't think of anything. No, you're exactly right. So there's a reason we had no new wars under President Trump, because he understood um, that that maximum pressure and he understood what it took to actually achieve peace. I think what we are seeing in Russia is a direct result of failure of the Biden administration, the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan um, since that signal. Make no mistake, though, an emboldened Russia is an emboldened China is an emboldened Iran. And we are seeing that happen today. And what is happening in Israel and has happened over the last, it is absolutely disgusting. It is despicable. We have got to make sure we stand firm. To your earlier point, I appreciate President Biden getting all the munition and weaponry that we have already allocated through the FY23 appropriations process to Israel, making sure that they can replenish the Iron Dome and protect themselves. That is critically important. But we have to call this what it is. These are terrorists. These are, these are despicable. 
despicable acts, they're acts of evil. And I believe that the United States, when we see evil, we have to look it in the eyes and we have to take it down. Are you worried, though, that there are going to be some in the media, some Democrats, some others who are starting, they'll start to waver on this and they're going to be like, um, Israel's going too far. We need a ceasefire. I mean, we've seen a couple of member of members of Congress already suggest that. But are you worried that there's going to be some uh, wavering on this in the near future? You know, we're already seeing it, to, to your earlier point about the Democratic Party, and I appreciate President Biden saying he, he stands with Israel. There are people in his party that are displaying Palestinian flags outside of their office there on Capitol Hill. Mm. And we can't, we cannot, that is it's just absolutely unacceptable. We have to, this is an act of terrorist from Hamas to Israel. We have to stand firm. Of course, we do not want boots on the ground. What we want is to give Israel the munitions they need to defend themselves. I believe it is biblical. I believe it is the right thing to do. I believe that they are a beacon of hope and democracy in the middle of the Middle East. They are our greatest ally there, and you have to stand with your friends. Speaking with uh, U.S. Senator Katie Britt, she is calling for the Biden administration to pause releasing any of that $6 billion that was used for, as you rightly put it, was not really a hostage swap because we just gave them terrorists back. I mean, basically, those who were who were charged on this. Do you think this kills the idea of a two-state solution? Do you think the the idea that this can be solved by some kind of two-state solution is over? What I what we've seen by Hamas is it's despicable. It is it is disgusting. It is gut wrenching. I mean, when you're looking at Holocaust survivors being pulled from their wheelchairs, when you are looking at women being dragged away and raped, when you are seeing babies babies beheaded, um, this is a level of evil that I think that all of us had hoped we would not see in our lifetime. We cannot legitimize terrorists, and 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 that's what Hamas is. They are they are terrorists, and we must not negotiate with them. I think we also have to remember the Americans that are involved in this. Yeah. Yeah, if there is there anyone that is listening that have friends over there that need help, that, that, that would like an opportunity to, to get home, please call our office. It's 202-224-5744. Certainly wanna, we want to help in being able to facilitate that. We've been working with a number of Alabamians. Um, but that's it. We have to look at American lives were lost. We look at what, what we have Americans that are held hostage. We have to make it a priority to get those hostages back, and, and obviously Israeli hostages as well. Um, you just cannot negotiate with terrorists in any way, shape, or form. Many of us know that obviously Hamas won an election there in Gaza in 2006 um, by a narrow margin. But, but however, it was under a different name, but they won. And um, so, so that, that's what we're dealing with here. And so we have to put it in perspective. They have proven um, to be just a breeding ground for terrorists right there. And, and we've, we've got to say enough. Um, Kevin McCarthy, former Speaker of the House, he, he had weighed in on this and said, you know, we could have something like this, maybe not to this extent, but a terrorist attack happen here because of what's going on at the southern border. Do you agree with him on that? Absolutely, Yaffe. I mean, listen, I have, this is what I have been saying over mm-hmm. and over again. We have talked about the hotbed of terrorism that's been created in Afghanistan, and we have a wide open border. 
These people do not have to bust through any gate to get to us. Right. We are literally letting people in. We, uh, as of last week, we were averaging about 10,000 migrants. Uh, one, you know, hit 11,000 migrants coming across our border each and every day. Let's put this in perspective for your listeners. Rewind back to the Trump administration. During the Trump administration, we only, out of the four years, caught eight known terrorists on the border. We have now, just in this last fiscal year alone, have called over 244 known terrorists at the border. However, there are 1.5 million people that we know have come in our country, but we have never touched gloves with, meaning we have seen them on the cameras, but we never caught them. So that's 1.5 million. We have no idea who they are. And then there's those that we didn't even see on a camera. So when you look at the numbers that have come out, um, I think we, we've seen it uh, just this week and um, you know, took took a look at that, that have come out that have said, let me tell you where these people are coming from. You know, we've had 659 people from Iran. We've had X number of people from Yemen. Listen, if someone is truly claiming asylum, we want them to be able to do that. But what we have here is we have a system that is encouraging migration of those who are coming here improperly. Uh, we've got to strengthen our border. We've got to strengthen our asylum standards, taking them from credible fear to reasonable fear. We've got to finish building the border wall. We've got to criminalize over visa overstays. We've got to be tough. We've got to have more detention beds. Um, we've got to take this seriously because the safety and security of our nation is at risk. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Speaking with Senator Katie Britt, I know you're busy and probably have to run, but I did I did want to ask you, um, what's the latest on averting another government shutdown? I mean, we had the continuing resolution that goes all the way to November. Um, what do you think happens before then? Or are we just going to be kind of in the same place we were a couple weeks ago? Well, once again, I am disappointed that Chuck Schumer has sent the Senate home. Look, we need to be working, Yaffe. We have 47 days to get this right. And the first thing that Chuck Schumer did was send us all home. We need to be there. We need to be working through these appropriations bills. We need to be working with our colleagues at the House. And, and we need to actually get something done. The American people deserve that, and they're depending on it. So right now, obviously, we see our colleagues in the House working to, um, to elect a speaker. I have great faith in our Alabama delegation. I know that they will be in those rooms. They will let their voices be heard. And then we look forward, whoever is elected, look forward to working with them, House and Senate, to do what's right for the American people. And again, to your earlier point, we are now on a short time frame. By the time Chuck Schumer lets us come back to work, um, days and days will have been worked off the clock. And, and you know that that's actually what he wants, because if, you, if he ends up, we're not able to get these bills across, then he has more power with an omnibus bill. I have said very clearly I will not be voting for an omnibus bill. I am proud that we, for the first time in five years as Senate appropriators, um, have gotten out 12 out of 12 bills. We marked them up individually, Yaffe. Uh, we, have, we have gotten those uh, amended, that kind of thing. We're ready to put those on the floor. I think we need to do our job. The American people depend on it. And I, and I am sick and tired of Chuck Schumer sending us home. And is Chuck, is he refusing to put it on the floor? Is that what's happening? Yeah, we well, we're, we've had some challenges with uh, health bills and coming over and then what we yeah. would be doing to try to get it done by the deadline. So we're going to continue, gotcha. you know, pressure on the Senate side to begin working. I think we have an agreement to move three bills when we get back. Um, so we're going to keep we're going to keep pushing forward on that. And 
to your earlier point, the days are ticking off the clock, and we need to be there around the clock. That is actually why I am a co-sponsor of James Lankford's Preventing Government Shutdowns Act. We need this because we should not hold uh, the American people and so many people that are serving our government from our courageous Border Patrol agents to our Capitol Police to our military members. They should not have to worry about whether or not they are getting a paycheck Depending on whether or not we can get our act together and do our job. So the Preventing Government Shutdowns Act would keep us there seven days a week uh, under a CR and make us make us work, make us pass these bills, and make us do what the American people sent us there to do. Senator Katie Britt, anything else uh, before I let you go? No, Gaffey, just thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate the opportunity to be in front of your listeners. Um, we, we need to be praying for the people of Israel, mm-hmm. praying for peace. Psalms 122 um, says pray for peace in Jerusalem, uh, and, and we need to be doing that, and, and obviously praying for the Americans that are there as well, and um, just stand firm with, with our greatest friend and ally in the Middle East, Israel. Agree completely, Senator Britt. I appreciate you coming on. I'll talk to you again in the future. Thank you so much, Gaffey. All right. If you want to react to that, you can on our WVNN hot take text line. Uh, I agree with their, the idea. I mean, it's just common sense, like she said, that we pause that $6 billion going to Iran right now after this attack. I mean, that, that should be the first step by the Biden administration. We'll see if he does it, though. I'm not very hopeful. We'll talk about Biden's response in a moment as well. You can weigh in on the text line, 925-494-986. This is the Yaffe Program. It's the Yaffe Program on WVNN. All right, uh, Kelsey, I want to get to this audio pretty quickly here. We just spoke with U.S. Senator Katie Britt. One thing she reacted to talking about uh, the horrific terrorist attack in Israel Uh, She reacted to the Biden administration and Joe Biden's speech on the issue last night. Let's hear some of that. Go and play a cut one of Biden for me. This is an act of sheer evil. More than 1,000 civilians slaughtered, not just killed, slaughtered in Israel. Among them, at least 14 American citizens killed. You know, there are moments in this life, and I mean this, Literally, when the pure, unadulterated evil is unleashed on this world. The people of Israel lived through one such moment this weekend. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. I mean, good. He's exactly right on that. Don't say that very often about Biden, but... He's right. Go on and play a Biden cut two for me. And we will make sure Israel has what it needs to take care of its citizens, defend itself, and respond to this attack. We're surging additional military assistance, including ammunition and interceptors, to replenish Iron Dome. We're going to make sure that Israel does not run out of these critical assets to defend its cities and its citizens. When Congress returns, we're going to ask them to take urgent action to fund the national security requirements of our critical partners. This is not about party or politics. This is about the security of our world, the security of the United States of America. And let there be no doubt the United States has Israel's back. 
We will make sure the Jewish and democratic state of Israel can defend itself today, tomorrow, as we always have. It's as simple as that. Can't disagree with that at all. Can't disagree. It's good. All right. Well, here is where Joe Biden really calls out the enemy, though. Here is where he just really calls out the real enemy, Iran. Go and play a cut three of Biden for me. No, go ahead, Kelsey. Go and play it. Do you miss that one sending it to me? I don't see it over here. You don't, you don't see Biden talking about Iran? No, I do. Even though Iran funds Hamas and Iran probably approved this attack and funded this attack? No, I didn't hear that. No, no, that can't be right. Joe yeah, yeah. Biden must have mentioned Iran. Of oh. all of all things to mention, Iran? No, no, go and play. You're messing with me, right, Kelsey? You're me- yeah, man. Wish I was. I don't I don't see it here. Oh, you sure it's, did, did he oh. talk about that? I just can't believe it. Unbelievable. Uh, We'll talk more about this later on. By the way, what else is unbelievable? I lost 36 pounds total, 30 pounds in a month with the weight loss centers of Huntsville. You can lose that kind of weight too. Results may vary, but go to alabamafatloss.com. Tell them Skinny Yaffe sent you. You're listening to Yaffe on WVNN. Can I guess? I don't usually do this. Can I guess something that might be on what's trending? You can guess. Um, are you doing anything on these on the Amazon Prime Big Deal days? Um, no. No? Okay. But I will tell you, I'm furious. I can't wait till it's over because their stupid commercial has a doorbell in it. And my <laughs> psycho German shepherd thinks that someone's at the door every time. So you can imagine how furious I am at Amazon right now. <laughs> You're like, I don't care about the great I don't deals. care. I'm not buying a thing. I'm not even looking. Stop with the commercial. <laughs> There's been two times I've seen it come on and yeah. I've like muted it fast enough. But most of the no, time, still she doesn't work, freaks huh? out. Um, by the way, Kelsey, can you check the levels a little bit? I think she's a little high and I'm a little low, just FYI. Um, but yeah, my, my wife's already like, Sophie's already like telling me about things. What'd she get? She got a look. Well, we haven't bought anything yet, but we need one of those robot vacuums. Okay. So wait, I think you should wait. I think you should wait for Black Friday. They were talking about it on GMA this morning and they, really? they were doing a like recap of some of the deals and their like deal lady was like, some of these you should hold out on for Black Friday cause they'll go lower. And the oh. Roomba was one of them. Oh, okay. So, Steffi. I'll to say. Just hold on a by, couple more weeks. By the way, um, you're you're going to need one if you don't I have know, one. That, that's why I know about it because <laughs> I, I said like, to Evan, I said, let's wait till Black Friday. A couple weekends ago, I, I rented one of those big rug doctor mm, things at the store. Yeah. And I almost sent you a picture because I'm like, this is going to be your life with that dog. You you're can't imagine need- how we just got a new broom and that's been a game changer. <laughs> And a new mop, and nice. that's been a life-changing thing this week. I think I figured out the issue with the levels. Tori just likes to scream. Um, well, that's just enthusiastic. <laughs> no, I don't. I just am using my radio voice. No, we like that. We like that. Okay, so screaming Tori is here. We'll get to her right now. We have what's trending with Tori. Keeping you up to date with all that's trending in your world. Oh, they have the internet on computers now. You guys know how to post videos to Facebook? It's What's Trending. 
Sponsored by Coleman Furniture Market. Speaking of good deals, they have good deals going on this week. Check it out. Tell you more about it in a moment. Mandatory, what's number five? All right. Number five. You know how if you have to pee really bad, the closer you get to a toilet, the like more you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I might not make it. <laughs> nope, just ever... me. Just me? Oh. <laughs> that okay. happens to me. Okay. I mean, I, I, there are times I have to pee very bad. I don't think I've ever been like, I'm not going to make it. I don't. Well, it's called latchkey incontinence, and it is the urge to pee grows as you get closer to a toilet. And here's why that happens. There's experts in the field of why this happens. Uh, Your brain knows you're close. It tells your bladder muscles to contract. So at that point, there's really not much you can do about your muscles contracting. Uh, you just have to hustle and pick up the pace, knees to chest, because you don't want to be that person at work who peed their pants. Now, I wonder, um, is this worse for girls and guys? I wonder. Is there any thought? I don't, I don't, I oh, don't know. Say. I mean, oh, I don't know. I am constantly, like, and I wait. I have this, like, my toxic trait is I'm like, meh. I'll get there till I like my bladder hurts. You know when like your bladder is like mm. physically hurting. Mm. Yeah, that's when I like to take care of it. Why? I don't what? know. I'm busy. I have a lot of things to do that's throughout weird. the day, oh. or like I'm cozy on the couch or cozy in bed. That is, you know. So okay. I am like that so. at night. I'm a I will wait for the last possible yeah. second for me to go to the bathroom. I, I was right yeah. next to the bathroom, but... Still, you have to get up. You gotta like, get up. You gotta wake up a little bit. Then you know that light yeah. when you turn it on? I it's try to keep you. my eyes closed <laughs> so, to yeah. like make sure I'm still... Like, you're still tired. You're still tired. You're asleep. You're asleep. <laughs> I was I was gonna say, too, this was... We probably should have made this number one because now the whole audience is in the bathroom. We've, we have triggered something. Oh, I everyone. love that. <laughs> it's a potty party. <laughs> the whole, well, what I mean is like the whole audience hears this and they're like, I, I have go, to go to the bathroom. I do have to pee. <laughs> so like half our audience is gone now. Yeah. <laughs> you force them to go to the bathroom. All right. Anyway. You're not going to, you might not be surprised by this, but one of my least favorite things in the whole world, other than carrying in a case of water from the grocery store, from the car to the house, is having to pee in the middle of the night. Because I'm such a solid sleeper. Oh. I hate being awoken from my slumber to pee. I get, I and Evan always says, he's like, I can tell you're so mad when you walk into the bathroom because, like, <laughs> just the way you're walking, I oh. can just feel your anger that you have to get up to go. So, um, I have some bad news for you when you have oh, kids one you day. you don't think I know? You don't think I am so stressed yeah. about being woken mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night for kids? No, no, I mean... And when, when you're I, pregnant. Oh, phys- oh, I know that too. You're, you'll be up every like couple I know. hours. I'm I know. Just, I, I don't think it goes away pray, once you have the kids. I think it wrecks your bladder. Pray for Tori's future husband. Seriously. Pray for I, him. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm hearing. Bless today. his heart. <laughs> um, all right. Number four. You know how we're big fans of a coin toss to like make decisions in yes. life? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a new study out that says they're not that random, the results are not that random. There is a slight tendency for the coin to land on the same side it started from. Interesting. So if it starts on heads, it's t- like l- more likely to land on heads. And I just think this is great knowledge for all of us going forward. Don't tell a lot of people this because then <laughs> next time you like use this as your advantage. Next time you're doing a coin toss, whatever it's flipped up yeah. as, call that one. But I'm going to say, though, if you're doing it 
like making a decision by yourself, it, it kind of ruins it mm. because you're like, oh. no, you know. When Do you're making, you use that method to make a decision by yourself? Oh, yeah. I haven't done it in a while, but I used to, I guess. Do you, uh-huh. Kelsey? No, I guess I haven't done that in a while. But I feel like there's a lot of factors that go into this, mm-hmm. like how strong your finger is or yeah. how, like, what is the height this quarter or, or coin is falling at? Yeah, yeah I feel like the there's ground, a ton of factors desk, to go into this. On a, like, are you are you flipping it back into your hand and you flipping it back yeah. over, or oh, are you flipping yeah. it and, and then you let it hit the, the ground? I don't know. Like, yeah, I yeah. just feel like this there's, there's we, just not enough evidence. We need for this. answers. We yes. need answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> we don't need scientists trying to figure out why you have to go all pee right. when you're close to the bathroom. We need to figure it out this. We need all of their attention on that. Heads I win, tails you lose. Yeah, I don't use that for decision making. You ever play that game? Heads I win, tails you lose. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. funny. All right, go ahead. What's all next? right, number three. Sony is launching their PS5 Slim for the holidays. It's an updated PlayStation mm. 5 console. It'll do everything the original does, except it's reduced in volume by 30% and it's lighter. There's two versions that will be released. Uh, the PS5 with Blu-ray will cost $500, while the digital-only console will be This is the only version of this gaming system. They're making one run of it, and once they're sold out, they're done. This will be out in November. I don't know. Is a PS5 Slim, is that going to be a hot item for the holidays? Mm. I'm looking at you two because I don't. I'm not a gamer. I I have a PlayStation 5, and I'll say this. I think this is a dumb decision by PlayStation, by Sony, because the Xbox, they aren't doing the same thing. Yeah, they're about to come out with a new console as well. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a like build on to the other console, the Xbox, um, I forget what they Series one. X or something. Xbox Series X uh, is their latest one. Oh. They're building on to it, and it's going to be even more powerful than that one. If, P- if Sony is just releasing one that's just a, a tinier version, I feel like this is a bad move for Sony. They've already kind of lost this miniature console war right there. Xbox already they won did? on that yeah. side. What? That's James. I thought everyone liked PS5 better. Well, when the PS4 was out, that was the winning console. But when the new consoles came out, Xbox just became the better one. Mm. Oh, Between I the Series X and PlayStation 5. Really? That's yeah. not what I've heard. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't heard a thing about any of it because I'm not a gamer, so I yeah. don't. Stephanie's I, the I'm gonna gamer. Have to She's just probably going to want trust one. Kelsey on <laughs> that. And Yaffe... Trust you me. should get one for Mrs. Yaffe then. I guess, I yeah. guess so. Although she doesn't have time these days. I wonder why to play video games. <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> what is taking up our time? Gee, Just don't have time for hobbies any longer. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me, I've learned this from TikTok. It's all on my For You page. On TikTok. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's knowledgeable information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's lies from China. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, you talk about that outside of this. You get back to that on your your show. Uh, um, no. All right, number two. There is a new survey that said 90% of workers showed up to work while sick in 2022. I am shocked because of COVID, at that yeah. number. I am kind of too, uh, yeah. How many? How, what was percent 90% of 90%. people who were sick last year showed up to work. Man, they're just rebelling. After the lockdown, they're like, I ain't going back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I ain't going back to lockdown. I am shocked because I think one of the things we learned is like, if you're sick, you need to stay home. But I'm part of this problem. I never take a sick day for actually being sick. I take a sick day for a day <laughs> off, but never for when I'm sick. And here's my fear. If I have a cold or something, I'm more of a power through it. 
And like, unfortunately, I'm not really. I I got when anyone who's like expecting children, I try to stay away from mm-hmm. you guys. Um, but otherwise, I'm like, what if I take my sick days for this little head cold, and then right. next month I get violently ill, right. like missing mm-hmm. work, hospitalization type of sick, and I don't have sick days. So I get sort of fearful mm-hmm. that I will be sicker later on in the year. So I don't want to use my sick days on just a little head cold. I, I agree with you there. I think about that too. Although there was a time I would come into work sick. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I have to admit now I'm like, well, I don't want to get someone else sick. Yeah. Like that before I didn't think about that as much. But after COVID, I'm like, do I want to get someone else COVID? Yeah. Like I don't. And it's usually I don't want to get tested or something. I don't want to test. So right. I'm just going to stay home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or something. I don't know. See, and I'm kind of okay. like, you know, I'm going to save those days. Because I always tell when you, when I'm sick, I'm like, okay, yeah, if you're going to be in studio or out of studio tomorrow. Because that's going to decide me, okay, do I just mm-hmm. need to bring Clorox wipes or stay home? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's really what it comes down to for me. Because I, I, I'm i one that's just all power through it. Yeah. Hmm. And I know that's not the right thing, but selfishly, it's a lot more work for well, me to miss work than it is to just of the people, suffer it's fine. through it. <laughs> They're doing yeah. it too. They're doing it too. That's what we're learning here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what's next? Don't shoot the messenger on that one, okay? Like, yeah. All right, number one. We are going to have the Summer Games coming to LA in 2028. The Olympics will be back in the United States after 32 I years. I about that. Yeah, right? it's going to be really exciting. There are some sports, some new events that have been proposed for those games in LA in 2028. Some of them I totally understand. Baseball, softball. Sure. Cricket, squash, sure. Mm -hmm. Here's where they lose me. NFL-style flag football. Mm. (laughs) Not, no. It ain't going to be good to watch. I'm sorry. That's not a real sport. (laughs) Have you ever never played flag football? I have. It is fun. I have in high school and in college because it's not real. Actually, they did introduce it as an actual sport at at, at my high school, at Sparkman High School. And I think they actually have it, you know, countywide now. Ends are citywide. Sure. Make it a high school real sport. It's not an Olympic real sport. Are you you upset because you want... Real football, or you just no? Think I just... don't want basketball, baseball, or softball either. Like I think it's ridiculous that we're sending LeBron James to the Olympics. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's crazy. Yeah. And then you know what I really hate—the three-on-three basketball that they do. That's oh, not even real. There's yeah, no, no real-world scenario. They're playing three-on-three basketball yeah. outside of the Olympics. I do like sure. the baseball, like because we've kind of seen a lot of countries, especially baseballs, become worldwide. Well, so is uh, basketball. So is basketball mm-hmm. as well. But we saw the World Baseball Classic. I think that was uh, earlier this year or last year one. Uh, and we saw a lot. It was very competitive. You know, it was never a lock for one team. I think Japan ended up winning it all. Um, but it was just so fun to watch. So I would love to see that on Olympic scale. I just don't think these professional athletes should be the ones doing it. Well, it's funny you bring that up because that's it used to be different. So yeah. years ago the basketball players were not like NBA players. And then they came mm-hmm. out with the dream team yeah, in feels... the 90s. And then the USA just crushed everybody. Yeah. Right. Um, and like the hockey players that go and play for Canada. Are, you know what I mean? Like I just, it feels, feels like we're cheating a little bit here. That you're sending Sidney Crosby into the hockey Olympics. See, I don't see it as cheating. I almost see it because they're not going to try as hard because they don't want to get injured. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want to affect yeah. their 
Well, I think mm. actually we just had a big surge of NBA players that just said they would play for the Olympics, and it's stars. I just don't. Like Joel it's Embiid just feels. And... I don't know. <laughs> it feels. It like feels That's so funny. It feels like a big cheat to me. <laughs> Why? Like, the U.S. Want... is better at sports than everyone. No, no, I just feel like put together a strictly Olympic yeah. basketball team the way that we have a Olympic gymnastic team. Okay, I don't know. I it just saying. feels like, I don't know, Serena Williams playing in the Olympics for tennis feels like a huge disadvantage. And I am totally Team USA. It just feels <laughs> weird to me. I've never heard that before. I know, never heard I that know. But I, I like at it. the same vein, we don't need flag football. <laughs> Now, I like when we ski, cross-country ski and shoot. I love yeah. that combo, mm-hmm. but I don't think we need that. All right. Well, on that note, thanks, Tori. <laughs> What's Trending? Sponsored by Coleman Furniture Market. Um, their big Columbus Day sale is still going on this week. You should check it out. They have the best deals in furniture in the state of Alabama on top quality furniture. As you know, most of the furniture in my house is from Coleman Furniture Market. You, you should do the same thing. Uh, go to their Facebook page and their Instagram page and their website, ColemanFurnitureMarket.com. When you do, let them know you heard about it here on the Yaffe Program. My closing thoughts in a moment on WVNN. The Yaffe Program. Some breaking news out of Israel. It's just uh, getting worse over there. Apparently, now there is a second front starting in this war. Been worried about Hezbollah in southern Lebanon invading Israel from the north. There are reports right now that drones are going over the border from Lebanon into Israel, that manned paragliders might be entering Israel from Lebanon. Multiple reports of this. Um, this has been one of the worries that there was another front in this war. The attack on Israel continues. It's just horrific. Uh, man, Ben Shapiro also posted a picture. He's been posting videos and pictures. You saw people in their car trying to escape the massacre burned alive from Hezbollah. I mean, this is, this is horrific. It's just horrific. So we will have some more breaking news, I'm sure. I'm sure Dan Bongino will cover some of this in the next hour. We'll cover all of it here on WVNN. Do you want to tell you about the sponsor here real quick? Before we go, Automation Personnel Services. Um, they can help your business with your staffing solutions. They can fill the right people in the right positions. And a representative on site will be there when their employees start. To Automation Personnel Services. 256-532-5627, APSTemps.com, APSTemps.com. Been in Huntsville since 1993, helping. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real. Because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count.
Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Pop, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. It's always football season, wherever you listen. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Pop, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. It's always football season, wherever you listen businesses they can help yours tell them yaffe sent you it's the yaffe program on wvnn are you ready for hard-hitting observations reality remains reality no matter how hard you try to ignore it the ben shapiro show brings you all the news you need to know in america today again i'm all here for the pop culture people dating each other for the press ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show, on YouTube or wherever you listen. 